you are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, you're tuned into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every single day of the week. Alongside Jacob Rood from Locked On Hoosiers, I'm Nate Dickinson. We're going to get into a whole lot here today as we get into a bit of a transition period between the two weeks in football. We'll get a little bit of a big picture look at some stuff going on around the conference. Want to get Jacob in here first, though, to talk about his Hoosiers. A tough matchup coming up this weekend, Jacob. Last I saw, it was about three touchdowns. The current underdog you're going uh, not even into Michigan, right? They're at Illinois or at Indiana here this week. It's it's. Not going to be pretty, though, between the Wolverines and the Hoosiers. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's not a good time to be a Hoosier football fan right now. Um, that was a frustrating loss last week, a really frustrating loss to Nebraska. Um, and more the manner in which it, it happened. It's pretty down. Uh, but, yeah, this Michigan team is really, really good. And even if Indiana was playing at its best, uh, which I don't even know what its best has looked like this season. It would be an uphill battle, uh, and they're far from their best right now. So uh, there's not a lot of optimism about this one, but as is the nature of playing in the Big Ten East, that these Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State games seem like, unfortunately, just kind of write-offs every year. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in that game for sure, but that's not what I wanted to talk about really here, Jacob. What I wanted to get into is, is it time to really ask the question of like how down is the Big Ten this season? Because with where we're at right now, and if you look at the AP polls, everyone's kind of in an agreement that this is one of the worst spots the Big Ten has been in in recent memory. I said it, this team never had only three teams in the top 25 all of last season. It gets a little confusing trying to look up the records from when that 2020 season happened in top 25 stuff. I didn't go back and do more further research, but the point is this is one of the lowest points that this conference has had in a really long time. And it's not just those top 25 numbers. There's only three undefeated teams left when, what, four or five weeks into the season, depending on who you are. This conference does not have contender contenders. Minnesota still looks really good, but right now they're outside the top 25. It's hard to climb your way back in and become that legitimate when you already have that early of a loss on you record. If you're not an Ohio State or a Michigan, it's really hard to do. So I, I'm worried because I just see us walking towards that situation we had last season where if Iowa for some reason knocks off Michigan in the Big Ten championship game, there's not going to be a Big Ten team in the college football playoff. We're still a long way away from that. But that is the worst case scenario. And if you're the Big Ten, that's not something that can be a possibility, I don't think, Jacob. Just like the SEC has an automatic bid every year, the Big Ten should too. And that door is still open. Yeah, the conference is in a really weird spot right now. Um, I mean, this is a little bit smaller picture, but I was asking last Saturday uh, as I was watching various games waiting on the IU game. Uh, it was during the Minnesota game. Who I asked who the best team in the Big Ten West is. 
Uh, we kind of had that discussion a bit last week. I don't know. I mean, you can tell me just about anybody in that uh, division right now. But, I mean, to that point, I don't know who the, I guess, the the best not-ranked team. Maryland's probably the best not-ranked team. And then there's a pretty sizable gap, I would say, to anybody else right now. Um, this This is just a really weird spot for the conference. And, yeah, like you said, when – when it's as top heavy as it is with these top 10 teams and everybody else is so bad, especially as you get later into the season, like one loss and that's it. Like there, there is no college football playoff. Um, You can't write it off as a good loss or anything like that. Um, Which doesn't, I mean, I'm sure the teams that are the underdogs don't really care, but uh, overall for the conference, I mean, you would want people like I, I don't want to see the SEC keep winning uh titles. I, I'd I would prefer a Big Ten team do it. So you're you're kind of walking this tightrope of having three teams that could conceivably be in the college football playoff, but then everybody else is just an absolute mess right now, save for maybe Maryland is about the only other program that seems like it has things together. Uh, Minnesota and Illinois to to a degree as well, but it's just a, a really big mess. And yeah, I can't remember. I was trying to think. I really can't remember a time, uh, at least in recent history, that the conference has been just this top heavy with, with elite talent, but then it bottoms out real quick. Well, where are we now as far as teams that you think can actually? get to the college football playoff. Like, let's say even if everybody wins out, I think you're at four teams right now. You got the three undefeated teams and then Minnesota, if it wins out, could still get into, I think they still get into that top four if they beat Ohio state with one loss and have the big 10 title. Aside from that, I guess the point I'm making is we were supposed to have more of those teams still at least alive at this point, Michigan state's done. Ohio is done. Wisconsin's done. It's much of a pipe dream as it may have been. Nebraska is done. Uh, Purdue was a team that we talked about, maybe could have won the Big Ten West. They are done. That's it as far as college football playoff, realistic chances or even unrealistic chances, teams that there are. There's four Big Ten teams left, and they haven't played the rest of the Big Ten yet. Like This happens when you go throughout the course of a conference season, right? Teams start losing. And we were going to get to the point where it was this anyway but it's not supposed to be happening through the non-conference schedule. The best teams are supposed to be preparing to have these big, big games where Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa all play each other in the last three weeks of the season. And those three games now just seemingly aren't going to matter. I mean, they're going to matter. We know they're going to matter. But the the point is that like, it's not going to matter on a national stage as far as who, unless it's Minnesota trying to salvage it back. Like that's what I'm saying. We're at four teams where I wanted to be at like six. I wanted to be at seven. I wanted to still have a chance here to be able to say, okay, this team, this team, this team, and this team can win out and still do it. Even if we don't think there's any way they are going to, or if there's any way that they'd compete, if they got to that final four, I just wanted there to be more teams here when we got one week into the big 10 season, getting into a full big 10 schedule. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you could maybe throw theoretically Maryland into that group, but that would require yeah. multiple top 10 upsets. But still, um, it, yeah, it, it's just, 
I mean, this is kind of belaboring the point, but the Big Ten West is just so bad that they just fell apart. Usually, like you said, there's one team that you can kind of prop up as like, and, and that's effectively what Minnesota is, where you can say, you know, maybe they have a chance, but I mean, coming off a loss last week uh, to Purdue, it's hard to make that case right now. So, yeah, it, it's 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 a funky spot to be in. Um, I don't know how much things necessarily. I know a lot of people always talk about uh, the divisions being um, not balanced, basically. But I don't even know how much that matters this year because the Big Ten West is losing to bad teams. Like it, I think it's just the nature of how this season, how these teams are this season, that uh, they're struggling and it, it looks worse because your three top 10 teams are in the same division, but yeah, there's just no, like none of those middling teams um, right now in the, in the conference or very few of them, I guess, Maryland and, and Minnesota, uh, Illinois is technically four and one, but that's it. Like it's, that's about as all you can get for a middling team um, because I mean, Purdue is three and two. they, I mean, they're coming off a, a big win, but they also have lost to Penn State. Uh, Iowa has been a mess at three and two. IU is a mess at three and two. Um, so, and, and kind of as you were saying, you want your Michigans, your Ohio States, your Penn States to kind of iron sharpens iron and, and be able to play some of these middling teams and, and keep improving. But now, it's going to, aside from playing each other, it's going to also be a slate of games where they're going to go in as heavy favorites and they're not really going to have that stiff competition until they run into each other. I was going to say until the Big Ten title game, but that probably won't be a close game barring a, a huge Minnesota run or something as well. So, um, and, and we've seen it before where the Big Ten team wins and gets into the college football playoff. And then there's just such a jump in competition uh, with an SEC team or something like that, that they're just not really up to the standard. So I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know if this is just kind of a, a one year one-off thing or maybe a, a bigger problem that the, the conference has to kind of look into how it fixes, but yeah, right now it's not a great look for the conference overall, which is, Again, just kind of in general, a weird thing to say because they have three top ten teams, but I it's it's such a steep drop off, and everybody else has looked so bad that overall for the conference, it, it doesn't look pretty right now. Yeah, it, it's not good, and like you said, it's just not it's not looking good nationally. Like it just is. Uh, I think I, I said it at the end of the last episode too, but it's like not even hopefully it is going to be the low point because yeah. maybe unless like Penn state lost here in the next few weeks, then things get a little bit worse, but Michigan's or Michigan's not losing anytime soon. Ohio state's not losing anytime soon. So they, those schools are going to stay up. Uh, big 10 teams are going to keep beating up on big 10 teams, but as a result, someone's going to have to come out as a winner of all those games and kind of on top, those teams are going to get back into the top 25. Of course, Big Ten's going to lift itself back up by the end of the season. But when we're talking about like the big picture, about what we really, really want here, national championship contenders are already starting to wither down. I mean, again, the four I mentioned, maybe five with Maryland in there too, but those are the only teams with any sort of opportunity out there. And that's just 
not what we're used to seeing and a big, big contrast from what we saw last season when everyone was undefeated all the way up until playing each other at the very end. And it was really fun to watch. But uh, again, we'll not always be that spoiled every year. We'll get into more of it, I'm sure, as more teams start losing and start winning again and the season continues to go on. Uh, before we move on, though, Jacob, Bet Online, as you know, it's a place to go for any of your online sports betting needs. We talk lines here on the show every week. If you want to know anything about those lines or bet alongside us, you can head on over to Bet Online to do it. Bet Online is where the game starts, and it's where you can go to not only find all the best odds, lines, parlays, and all that stuff you can put together, but also just get educated on everything going on in sports betting, too. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Jacob, another thing I wanted to kind of pick your brain on before we let you go here today. A report came out from John Wilner from the San Jose Mercury News. He talked to former Fox president Bob Thompson. He had negotiated deals formerly with the Pac-12 over there on the West Coast. And he had some things to say about the potential of four Big Ten schools, Cal or four Pac-12 schools, Cal, Stanford, Washington, and Oregon, joining the Big Ten and just brought up points against it, which is just against what everyone's been saying, of course, us on the show as well. Um, the points he brought up, first off, in the new 12-team playoff format, the Pac-12 is likely going to get an automatic bid. So staying in the Pac-12 has that kind of advantage over the Big Ten. Uh, the second point he brought up is that likely if they join the Big Ten, they're not going to get any sort of a full revenue share of what the Big Ten money is. He said that out of all the schools in the country, pretty much only Notre Dame joining in football at this point is going to get that kind of full share of revenue compared to everybody else out there. And he said that because of that, a team might not end up even making that much more money than if it left or than if it stayed in the Pac-12. So the argument is that if you're not making that much more money and you have a better chance to make the playoff in theory, if you win the Pac-12, then why do you end up going to the Big Ten to face a whole bunch of tougher competition? If you ask me, I think that's Bob Thompson, former Fox president, conveniently ignoring a whole bunch of different things. But what do you think? Uh, yeah, that's that's about where I fall in line. Um, I mean, it, this seems like a lot of short-term points being made. Long-term, they may not join right now and get a revenue share right away. They'll eventually get to that point, and the money there is just going to be much, much, much bigger than in the Pac-12, which, I mean, I don't know how much longer the Pac-12 is going to exist, and without USC and UCLA – I the the revenue they're going to make is going to be significantly less. Uh, I believe they have a TV deal coming up soon or soonish as well. That's going to be a very interesting negotiation with um, UCLA and USC gone and kind of that LA market now, maybe not necessarily gone, but a good chunk of it taken away. So um, yeah, it seems like some convenient, I, and I, his he does have points. I mean, early on, they may make more money in the Pac-12 than in the Big Ten, but 5, 10, 15 years down the line, is the Pac-12 going to exist? And how much money are they going to be making in the Big Ten then? Um, 
And so, I mean, that that's just kind of the, the big point. It's just kind of how short-sighted some of those points seem that um, – and, and when it comes to college football playoff, I mean, I guess technically there's a chance that the Pac-12, I, I would assume, would have a an automatic berth. But I don't know. If you're staying in the Pac-12 just for an automatic berth in the college football playoff that there's only one of every year, that, that seems, again, a very silly kind of decision versus all the money you're going to make in, in the Big Ten. So uh, and, and as we've said before, kind of discussing this, money kind of rules everything. So – uh, the money you could potentially gain in a college football playoff appearance once every couple seasons, I can't imagine is going to offset the money you'll gain long-term from just being in the Big Ten, their new media rights, uh, and things of that nature. And, I mean, as we, again, as we said before, it ultimately feels like this is just going to end up being two conferences. So are you going to join now when you can still have some type of leeway? I think the Big Ten's kind of in a situation where they need schools like this right now, the the West Coast schools. So maybe you have some negotiating power there. Or are you going to wait until it's too late, the Pac-12's kind of crumbling, the Big Ten's already gotten bigger and stronger, and you have no negotiating power? So um, I understand some of the points he's making in the short term, but I just think a lot of the long-term benefits outweigh that. I'm not, there's no evidence to suggest that any of this isn't just Bob Thompson, pure opinion, but yeah. just think about all the hand, all the cookie jars he could have his hand in, in this thing. He could have friends over at the PAC 12 who want schools to stay there, who want to still have power. He does have friends over at Fox who is still broadcasting PAC 12 games and is still going to be in the conversation for PAC 12 negotiating rights as well too. So I, there's all sorts of stuff that could be going on here. There's more money to be made if you're in the Big Ten than if you're in the Pac-12 outside of just the revenue sharing that's going to be happening with the media rights deal. That's an obvious thing. What you mentioned with the college football playoff and the at-large bids and the automatic bids, that's an obvious thing. There's too many obvious things that just aren't being touched on here for me to be like, okay, I, I get that like this may be what you think, but like... You, you have to have some sort of rooting interest here to not see the benefits of understanding coming to the big 10 here. Like if you're just trying to have a hot take, that's one thing, but there's just too many obvious things being missed by somebody who is not an amateur at this stuff, did this negotiated these rights and the biggest part of the money for these institutions. There's too much going on and too much not being mentioned from someone who is supposed to be the smart person here. And I, I mean, I believe is a smart person in this stuff for me to actually think that this is what he really, really in his deepest of heart really, really thinks. Because I, I, I understand the angle. I understand the points, I guess, like you said. But when you put it all together, it just makes no sense all that he's saying. At, at once it, and there's reasons for the big 10 to have a side of every single part of that argument that i think is a whole lot stronger but anyway well i, I was also gonna say i mean if you want to get into the details as well like i don't know what type of revenue share the big 10 would give these schools i mean i know the media deal was structured in a way to where it would go up if 
more teams would join. So there's built in kind of money there, but how much money, like even at a discounted rate, are we sure that that still wouldn't be more than what the PAC 12 is going to get in the, in their new deal, even if it's 40, 50 million per year that uh, your Oregon's or your, or your Washington's, whatever Stanford Cal, even if it's that and it's increasing each year, do we think the new Pac-12 deal is going to pay 40, 50, 60 million per year? Because I'm not certain. I think it's going to, I mean, that's a really big loss to kind of lose the heart of that LA market uh, when you're coming to the negotiation table and they're in negotiations right now. So the new deal begins in the fall of 2024, which is when UCLA and USC leave. So I don't even know at a discounted rate that still might be financially better to join the big 10 than it is to stay in the pac 12. And that's not, again, not even including it's going to increase and eventually you're going to get the full share. But even just that point alone, I think I'd push back on that. I don't even know that the pac 12 would have a better deal for media rights than a discounted big 10 deal. The, of course, biggest overlooming thing over all of it is that the Big Ten provides safety. And the Pac-12 just simply may not be there in however much time. That is, on top of everything else, the biggest thing that you just keep on turning back to as to, I mean, on any of these points. Well, why is that? Why is it? It's because you have with the Big Ten something you know is going to be there. And with the Pac-12, even if they can find another media deal and they're going to be going into that soon, and even if they can pull in more teams, what you're looking at at a Pac-12 is trying to crap together some sort of inferior product. And that's simply what you're going to get. Even if you have a better chance at an automatic bid and you're going to be making the similar money at first, the recruiting is not going to keep up. The competition's not going to keep up and all the money outside of that media deal is not going to keep up either. It just does not add up to say that it's more beneficial right now to stay with the PAC 12. If you want to be speculative and think, okay, if I'm in Oregon, maybe I can go out on my own and do something really good here. Maybe, but that's not something you're doing strapped to the PAC 12 either. It's just not something that makes sense. And I'm not sure why it comes out of a guy who, I know for a fact knows about this stuff. It just, it's weird, really, really weird. But what, I mean, to, to your point about the security is, is probably an underrated aspect too, because you're not going to wake up in the morning and see the news that Ohio state and Michigan have left the conference for somewhere else. Like you did with the PAC 12 with USC and UCLA, like the big 10 is there for, a long time like it's not going away the pac-12 feels at this point like it's on borrowed time like eventually it's going to um not be around anymore so I, that, that's also i think a very fair point that just the security of being in a conference that is one of the powers that you know you're secure with that probably matters too because that long term that you have security long term to where you can build out plans and um not just within athletics, but within the school as well, knowing that there's a, a constant source of, of revenue coming in that you're not certain is there for the Pac-12 moving forward. 
Jacob Roods with Locked On Hoosiers every weekday, Monday through Friday. Jacob, remind people how they can get a hold of your stuff. 